Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What is up, everybody? And welcome into ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I am your host, Mauricio Rodriguez. Streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network. With a lot more content coming your way, make sure that you check out the website in which we have daily articles on the Dallas Cowboys. And of course, if you want to read up on the rival, ADC Sports Nashville is also available. So make sure you check it out over at adcsports.com. And as always, remember that primetime is brought to you by our friends over at FreemanMazda.net. We will talk more about them and the ride of the week in a few moments here on the show. Before we do any of that, is it an overstatement or is it fair to call the Cowboys offense elite? Let me know in the chat what you guys think about that. Do you think it is an overstatement or do you think it is fair to call the Cowboys offense an elite unit in today's NFL? Especially considering what they have done since week seven, which is where uh, when Dak Prescott returned to the field. Let me know what you guys think in the chat. Let's see here. We've got answers pouring in already. I will give you my argument. You already kind of know where I'm going with this with the title of this video, but I will give you my arguments. Uh, Jack says, hey, everyone. Shout out to Jack. Good good profile pick, Jack. Thank you. Uh, fair for the Wayne. Overstatement for Toxic. Jess for Betsy. True for Kai. We've got fair for Robert over at YouTube. Overstatement for Charlene. Samuel says, to be the man, you have to beat the man. I'm not entirely sure what that means, Samuel. But I, I, I agree with you. <laughs> Overstatement for Gregory. Mel says that with Dak Prescott at the wheel, it is elite. Fair for Mark. Who else here? We've got elite but inconsistent. Overstatements is Katara. I think it's sort of like 60 to 40 right now in the chat. 60 to 40. 60 people, uh, 60 percent of the people are going with fair. About 40% of the people are going with overstatement. I am going with fair. Every time that I tune in to watch the Cowboys offense in the old 22, every time that I sit down to calmly look at it, even in the losses, even in the Green Bay Packers game, for example, and you might remember that we had a conversation about that when it happened, I feel good about this unit. Like I feel really, really good. And there's one thing in particular that I started to notice right after the Chicago Bears game that I have only, you know, uh, my opinion has only grown stronger in this. The Cowboys offense is a lid. And the number one reason why it is so is that it really can do just about anything. And here's what I mean. I don't solely mean that they can run the football and they control the football. I mean, they can play whatever game 
the defense wants to play. Hear me out. And these numbers are from Sports Info Solutions. And then we'll get into what happened on Saturday's game versus the Philadelphia Eagles. Let's pull out the notebook. All of these numbers per Sports Info Solutions. The Cowboys are 30th in shotgun rate. That means that they're one of the teams in the NFL to use the most on their center formations. And when you dive into the numbers, you will see that they will both throw the football out of under center looks and they will run the football as well. They are 12th in RPOs. This is kind of a muddy number maybe because some of the times run RPOs are not sharded correctly, but they're a team that has RPOs in their system. They're 18th in gap percentage runs and 16 in zone percentage runs. That is maybe not a very relevant number, but I like to throw it in there because this means that the Cowboys are not only running zone out there or they're not only running gap looks out there. They're doing just about everything. And they will run at you even if you stack the box and they will be successful at it. They're number six in stacked, uh, stacked box run percentage. The Cowboys do just about everything. And the latest reminder of this and this is something that I loved, came on Saturday against the Philadelphia Eagles. The Cowboys used a ton of empty formation. I promised you earlier this week that I would dive into the numbers and into the tape to talk more in depth about this. And the numbers confirmed my theory from the live watch. The Cowboys used more empty formation on Saturday than they had at any point this season. They came into week 16, they arrived at week 16 with only 18 dropbacks out of empty formations for all season long. They had 13 alone on Saturday. And what that created was easy looks to get CD Lamb the football. That is exactly what you want from the Cowboys. You want them to treat their number one wide receiver as a true number one wide receiver. And they did that on Saturday versus the Eagles. And it was particularly interesting because, and for example, frequent commenter, Toxic here on the show, who always uh, is, one of my, uh, is one of the most loyal followers of primetime and ADC Sports Dallas in general. Toxic, and, and who's watching right now, made a very interesting comment about a couple of weeks ago that I told him that I was going to dive into later. I was going to dive into how the Cowboys do against cover four, cover two, you know, cover six, quarters coverage that tries to take the deep stuff away. And Dallas had, I don't want to say that they had struggled against it, but they were significantly better against man coverage. Now, empty coverage though, the empty formation, though, allowed the Cowboys to pick the Eagles' defense apart. Dak went 9 for 11 in those attempts, 81 yards. And you know what? Let's actually look at the tape because I had a have a quick segment for you on this, uh, a tape segment. We'll dive into it in a few moments here on the show. But before we do that, let me know in the chat. <laughs> Samuel said, I hate, it. I hate empty formations so much. Do you agree or disagree? Do you agree or disagree that the Cowboys found a blueprint 
to beat the Eagles defense. You guys know how much I hate this storyline of, you know, finding a blueprint to beat an opponent. Uh, I think that that's usually an overblown storyline. But I think they, they might have found some answers. They might have found some answers to beat the Eagles defense on Saturday. Let's watch the tape. In the meantime, let me know what you guys think. Do you think that the Cowboys found a way to beat the Eagles? Yes or no? Do you agree or disagree that there is a blueprint that the Cowboys have found to be the Eagles' defense. We'll watch the clip. Might have to adjust your volumes. Just a quick alert. Here we go. One, two, and three. Okay, let's talk about empty formations because these were huge for the Cowboys on Saturday versus the Philadelphia Eagles, and they will continue to be huge for Dallas moving forward because this offense is slowly but surely getting answers for just about every defensive look for every rival and the Cowboys are likely going to face the Eagles again in the playoffs if all goes according to plan. And with that being the case, you need to understand the Eagles have struggled against empty more than many teams around the league. Their numbers go down when they face offenses out of the empty formation. So when we talk about finding a blueprint to beat an NFL team, this might be a prime example of that. And let's look at the second play that the Cowboys run out of empty formations. Really easy concept. You talk about empty formations, you talk about a lot of high lows versus quarters coverage. And this is what we get in this situation with Gallup running the uh, fade route on the outside and CeeDee Lamb just the quick out. Look at how it works. Really put some stress in the offensive line because you've got five guys to protect the quarterback. But if you want to get the football to your number one wide receiver, this is a great way to do so. Spread the defense around, but really, really spread it. And the Cowboys created a lot of easy looks for CeeDee Lamb. We've talked a lot about easy buttons. This is one for Dallas, and it will continue to be moving forward. To put it into context really quickly, though, the Cowboys all season long had used 18 dropbacks out of empty formation. On Saturday, they used it. 13 times. Really high numbers for Dak and company. And then when you got a mobile quarterback, as you will see right in the next play, and maybe the play is not there or the pass pro capes in, you have a mobile quarterback. He can pick it up running. Love this for the Cowboys and hope to see way more in the future. In the same drive, you can also see the Cowboys go to the other side. You've got Gallup and Lamp on the upper side of your screen. And you've got the three receiver side on the lower side of your screen. And that includes, by the way, a running back that will tell you what kind of coverage the Eagles are running. And this is an easy button this time for Dalton Schultz on the high-low. Boom. Love it. Later in the game, second and 20 for the Cowboys. And you will see a similar concept trying to get the football to C.D. Lamb. Just a quick high-low over here. Uh, Gallup running on the outside, and then CeeDee Lamb kind of settling, sitting in the zones, you know. Here it goes. Two high safeties for the Eagles once more. They just do, do their thing, man. There is CeeDee. Take it. Take it and run with it. Do as much as you can. That's, that was second and 20. Maybe not the biggest of plays, but giving the Cowboys some easy buttons on offense, some completions. Next play, it's third and 15 right after the previous play. And look at that motion by Tony Pollard. Really gives Dak Prescott an indicator as to what they're doing. 
Look at them playing off coverage. Instead of going to Pollard, he goes to CeeDee Lamb. Do your thing. And you kind of get in a slightly better spot for the Nate. And this is followed by a defensive pass interference. Uh, no, illegal contact called versus the Eagles. The T.Y. Hilton play. Move the chains. Move the chains after two positive plays on first and second down. Not an ideal scenario, though, but, you know, moving the chains. But give us more C.D. Lamp, and this time he will do it from the number three spot for the wide receiver. Just a quick, you know, over-the-ball kind of route. Somebody called it a uh, balloon route on Twitter because a balloon can go everywhere that you want it to, be, to go, said uh, Nate Tice on The Athletic. Meanwhile, you get just the rest of the receivers clearing some space for C.D. Lamb, creating that easy button. Let's see how it looks like. Yeah, CD just find the spot. Settle in. Boom. Look at that. Look at CD. Easy button. Second and nine. Positive play for the Cowboys. By the way, Patrick Mahomes for the season, this is via the Athletic, has averaged .29 EPA per play out of empty formations. Dak Prescott was at .28 to give you an idea. Now, it does come with a downside, as we can see here on third down, near the red zone, knocking on the door. You're going to play empty. You better get ready to trust your You better get ready to trust your pass pro because you've got five guys up front and five guys only. In there, you can see Dak Prescott getting pressured on that situation. Not ideal. Far from it, actually. Eagles only bringing four and still... He's kind of pressured. You could even say that that was more of a coverage pressure, though. But still, you, you you depend on five guys. And your quarterback, let's see it again, knows that he's got little time. So that's a downside. That's a downside of playing a lot of empty formations. But if you're the Cowboys and you know that you ha you're having success against the Eagles out of these looks, man, you got to love that your quarterback is Dak Prescott because look at this play, one of the best plays in the game. Dak doesn't have the answer right away. Scrambles, finds Michael Gallup on a laser. And what a play by Michael Gallup right there. I think Cowboys Nation was having second thoughts on Gallup during this game. And then that happened. And it was like the most Michael Gallup moment ever. Making the insane catch. Even though you've shown some inconsistencies in your game before that. Alright, final play that we will look at. Second and 21. This is the play that sets up third and 30. And the miraculous T.Y. Hilton play. But once more, the problems of running empty too much, too often. Look at Tyron Smith. Look at Hassan Reddick. Boom. Puts a spin move on him. And you could say, people will say that Tyler Smith give, gave up the sack on that one, but that wasn't on Tyler. Look at look at Tyron first. Look at the spin move by Hassan Reddick. Gets the better of him. Flushes Dak out of the pocket. And you can argue that Tyler is 7 to 10 yards deep. That wasn't on him. But still, Josh Sweat finishes the play Sets up third and 30, and that could have been a very different scenario for Dallas if it weren't for a miraculous 52-yard pass the following play. I will let you watch it, even though it's not out of empty. Talk about a big-time play. Love the Cowboys running empty. Want to see more of that? Let's go. I will slowly, slowly increase the volume to not, you know, destroy your... Uh, headphones or speakers, whatever you're listening to the show on. Hope that I didn't. Uh, yeah, I love I love what the Cowboys did with the empty formations. I think that when you couple it with 
everything that Dallas has done from under center, from the shotgun, with the running game, with the passing game. I think they've got answers for everything. And I think that is huge moving forward. That is huge, huge, huge. It's not just the empty formations. It's that once more, they're doing very different stuff week to week. And I personally like that a lot. I do have some concerns, the same as you guys have in the chat. Uh, for example, Toxic says that he doesn't believe the offense is elite because of third and longs. I also want to see the Cowboys be more aggressive on first and second down, 100%. Uh, Katara Jones says third and long kills the offense every game. Michael Clark says the Cowboys just can't ever put it all together at once. It's like playing a whack-a-mole. Defense is playing lit, then the offense is terrible. The offense is playing great, the defense is, well... <laughs> You know, a, a a strong adjective. Let's just leave it at that. Uh, but yeah, want to see more of those change-ups by the Cowboys. And I think that Dallas will lean into the empty formation stuff if they face the Eagles again in the divisional round. Hey, shout out to Humberto, who says, uh, great English, Mo. I've always, I always watch you on Primero Cowboys, which is my Spanish show, by the way. Uh, thank you, Humberto for tuning into ADZ Sports Dallas Primetime. We are live every Sunday through Thursday night, 8 p.m. Central. Before we get into the show, before we do get into the show, uh, let's talk about the Freeman Mazda. No, excuse me, not into the show, into the preview versus the Titans. Let's get into the Freeman Mazda stat of the week because this is something huge that Dallas needs to fix, ladies and gentlemen. Dallas is in trouble defensively, and this is a huge reason why. Let's get into the Freeman Mazda stat of the week right now. Ladies and gentlemen, the Freeman Mazda stat of the week brought to you by, well, Freeman Mazda, is the fact that the Cowboys are 32nd right now in the NFL, 32nd over their last three games in third down conversion rate allowed. Over the last three games, opponents have moved the chains on 56, 56% of third down attempts versus the Cowboys. That is trouble. We talk a lot about the pass rush. We talk a lot about replacing Anthony Brown in the secondary. One of the biggest issues right now, and it's tied to both of those concerns, has to be the fact that the Cowboys defense is not being able to get off the field. Now, granted, they faced the Eagles, which you can argue that even without Jalen Hurts, they're still one of the best teams in the NFL. They faced the Jacksonville Jaguars, but also they faced the Houston Texans. And when you look at it closely, you got to accept, you got to admit that the Cowboys defense is in a slight decline right now. And I wouldn't say slight, like this is becoming a dangerous trend. If the trend continues, then the Cowboys are not looking like a very good defensive team. They might not be looking like a, a bottom 12 unit or anything like that, but they definitely don't resemble that top five, top three defensive squad that we were looking at earlier in the season. But so far, over the last three games, 56% conversion rate allowed on third down. That is the very worst in the entire NFL over the last three weeks that is a huge concern something that needs to be fixed my question from me to you guys is from one to ten 
how confident are you on this defense when it comes to, when, when the playoffs come around? From 1 to 10, what is your confidence level on the defense for the playoffs? Let me know in the chat what you guys think before I give you my answer. Let me talk to you about our friends over at FreemanMazda.net because the ride of the week is the 2023 Mazda CX-50. This one starts at $41,830. It's got a sunroof. It's got all-wheel drive, the game-changing Wi-Fi hotspot, hands-free liftgate, lane departure warning, and a miles per gallon capacity of 23 when you are in the city. That goes up to 29 when you are in the highway. So make sure you check it out over at FreemanMazda.net, a family-owned business for over 65 years. And remember that when you choose Freeman Mazda, you're choosing a lifelong partnership with your car dealer. Once more, that is FreemanMazda.net. Check out the 2023 Mazda CX-50. There you go. Let's see what you guys have to say on, on your confidence level on a defense. Let's see. <laughs> Zero for Michael Clark. Hey, no worries. I hey, no worries, love. I know I know some of you just watch the show and 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 don't comment. I appreciate you. Four starters are out. Two will be by year end. This is Russell. Five for Katara. Right now, a solid three for Toxic. Seven for Gregory. Six, seven. Michael says that they're going to get bullet. I'm gonna go. I'm going to go with a five. I'm going to write the fence a little bit on this one, like Tommy. Tommy's writing the fence as well. Adam going with seven. I say eight. Sessiness, five. Listen, I think that the defense will look better once that Leighton Van Der Esch and Jonathan Hankins are back. But I do want to, you know, include a slight asterisk in that conversation. We're not entirely sure they're coming back for the wildcard weekend, for example, we know those are the expectations of the team, but it still has to happen. It's not like a surefire thing that Dallas will have both Hankins and LVE in the wildcard round. So I'm, I'm kind of worried about that. And I'm kind of worried about the fact that you might face, for example, listen, you're going to face either the Carolina Panthers or the Tampa Bay Bucks. There's enough chance that you also could face the Saints. But... The, the most likely opponents for Dallas in the wildcard round are the Carolina Panthers, who can run the heck out of the football, and that should be recognized. And Or you could face the Tampa Bay Bucks. Now, they're struggling. They do have Tom Brady, but they're not a good football team right now. But if there's one thing specifically that I don't like about having to face Tom Brady is his ability to pick a target and to just go to the well over and over and over again. And I think that he has that uh, he has that experience that he can pick apart just one guy. Like he did, for example, versus Anthony Brown at one point. I could see him doing that against Deshaun Wright. I can even I could even see him doing that against Deron Bland. I mean, Deron Bland has been playing great football, but I can see him being the guy that opponents circle in the matchup, even though Nashawn Wright might be a little bit more of a concern just, just because of the options as to what you can do to a slot receiver. You can make him live in a more dangerous world and you can get rid of the football quicker if you're targeting the slot receiver, if that makes sense. Now, 
if Hankins and, and, and Van Der Esch are just coming back for that game, you also worry about that. So I'm going to ride the fence a little bit. I'm going to go with five. I do think that the pass rush is showing signs of life. I know it's frustrating that the Cowboys didn't hit Gardner Minshew at all on Saturday. They didn't get a sack. That's concerning. But I still see some signs of life when watching the tape. I still see Michael Parsons getting some pressures in there. I still see the Marcus Lawrence doing his thing. So maybe I am more hesitant to press the panic button when it comes to the pass rush than I am when it comes to not having Hankins and not having LVE and also missing Anthony Brown in the secondary. That's just me, though. So there you go. Ladies and gentlemen, let's talk about the Titans game, though. I don't know if you guys saw the list, but I will read it to you. <laughs> because this is this is actually kind of disappointing, not even going to lie to you. I'm kind of disappointed that this is the case for tomorrow's game. But here is a list of the players that are not expected to play. These are the guys that are ruled out. Ryan Tannehill, we knew about Tannehill. Uh, Malik Willis will be playing for the Titans. Uh, Jeffrey Simmons, the super defensive tackle, will not be playing. Nicholas petit Ferre, the tackle, will not be playing. Amani Hooker, starting safety, will not be playing. Bud Dupree, starting pass rusher, will not be playing. Zach Cunningham, starting linebacker, will not be playing. Dylan Cole, linebacker, will not be playing. Josh Thompson, defensive back, will not be playing. So <laughs> how many inactives does a team have per week? The Titans have already ruled out more players than your mandatory inactives and then on top of that hold on hold on on top of that here are your doubtful players a guy named Derrick Henry <laughs> so so Tannehill and Henry will not be playing tomorrow also doubtful cornerback <laughs> Samuel said Samuel said we're playing the volunteers <laughs> there you go uh, Kristen Fulton will not uh, is doubtful, and then Denny Coatry. And make no mistake about it, Denny Coatry is a huge loss for the Titans. Like when he doesn't play, that absence is felt in Tennessee. So yeah, in essence, the Cowboys are playing the second team. You you this is the NFL. You cannot see it out as. as Many players, as one would imagine, like uh, you, you cannot mass substitute your offense for your backups like you can do in college football. But those are a lot of big names on that ruled out list and that doubtful list. And we, we talked about this last night. The Titans have absolutely nothing to play for on this one. Sure, they can they can maybe like want to win the football game thinking that there's a scenario in which they lose the division and still make it as a wildcard team, but they know that their chances actually hinge on winning that football game in week 18 against the Jaguars. Because whoever wins that game clinches the division of the AFC South and has a home playoff game in the wildcard round. So if you're the Titans, you're definitely aiming to be ready to go in week 18. Because the Titans are hoping to have Ryan Tannehill back for that game, too. Like, they have not ruled it out. There's still a possibility that Tannehill is the guy for Week 18. 
even though he recently had ankle surgery. In short, the Titans have nothing to play for. They're going to approach this almost as, as close as you can get to a preseason game in the regular season. And that leaves the Cowboys, obviously, with no excuses. But we've been here before, and we've done this before. We know that you can never just walk into a game expecting the Cowboys to not play down to their opponent because that's what they've done all hey, this season a lot of times. They did so against the Texans, did so against the Packers, although, hey, that Packers loss is looking a little bit better every week, right? <laughs> because the Packers suddenly woke up and they're they're aiming to, to be in the playoffs. But all kidding aside, all kidding aside, uh, you don't want to, you don't want to, be overconfident about this game. Hopefully the Cowboys do approach it with some caution. I think that if you're the Cowboys, you're not as inclined to arrest everybody, but don't be surprised if Pollard doesn't go. Uh, looking like he might go. Micah looking like he will go as well, but let's see how the Cowboys handle things from a work management standpoint, workload management standpoint. I think they will approach this as let's win it. Like, I think that the Cowboys will play their guys with the lone exceptions of those who are dealing with an injury. And that would include uh, my, uh, Micah, who's in the injury report. And that would also include Tony Pollard, who's also in the injury report. But hey, here's my prediction. I think that the Cowboys are really facing an inferior talent on this one. They do have a good run defense, but they're not playing many of their run defenders in every level of the of the team. They're not playing Zach Cunningham. They're not playing Bud Dupree. They're not playing Autry. They're not playing a Manny Hooker. And because of that, I think that the Cowboys really have a chance at having a blowout on primetime. And my Cowboys bet of the week, kind of hate it, but... I'm going with Cowboys minus 12. When the Cowboys played the Texans, I took the Texans. I thought that those were too many points. But it's not like the Cowboys are playing a bad roster of starters anymore. They're playing a, a, a backup team right now at a lot of different positions. Of course, a lot of starters will also play. But I'm grabbing the Cowboys minus 12 as my bet of the week. We are 12-3 and three for the season. It's been an insane run. Want to close it out with a couple more wins, at least the regular season. I'm sure that we will also get some bets in for the playoffs. But hey, grabbing the Cowboys, mine of 12. Let me know in the chat, what is your score worth for the game? Oh boy, Moses Toxic, that is a big spread. You want to know what my biggest concern is regarding the betting spread? There might be wind involved, and I'm not a fan of that. But hey, Toxic, hear me out. My two other options sucked. <laughs> like, I'm not, I'm not grabbing the Titans. I'm just not. I'm not betting the Titans at all. And then the total is set at 39 and a half. I don't like that either. I mean, I I was a little bit tempted to take the over, but I really don't know what to expect of the Titans offense without Henry and without Ryan Tannehill. 33 to 17 says Cam. Uh, Cowboys over tight ends, 55 
So Samuel, can you imagine a 50 burger on this one? 34 to 14 for Mark, 37 21 finals is Russell, 37 to 10 for Gregory. Here's my scoreboard. Here's my one more prediction. Give me the Cowboys 30 to 13. Couple more predictions. Dalton Schultz, give me a couple of TDs for Dalton. Win me my fantasy football national championship, please. And then the tight ends, I think that thing that we get, Malik Willis scoring a touchdown via the ground. He's a fun athlete to watch. And I think he's an exciting prospect. Not NFL ready yet. And I think that's quite clear, especially as a passer. Don't think that Willis is ready for the NFL right now. So give me the Cowboys 30 to 13. Let's see what you guys have to say in the chat. Could very well be a shutout, but I'm going 31 to 7, says King Element. The Reaper says 42 to 14. Umberto goes with 40 to 16. Man, a lot of a lot of blowout suggestions in the chat. Let's see if this one blows up in our face once more. Betsy says 32 to 10. Because I have their resting players, says Betsy. That I'm concerned about. That I am concerned about. Like, say the Cowboys go up in the scoreboard. They realize, you know what? The Titans are not scoring on us at all. Cooper Rush, go in late in the third quarter. But also, I think the weather might not allow it that to happen. I don't know. I'm, I'm really not sure. I just think that, you know what? Give me the Cowboys minus 12. That's the safest bet for me. And I'm not a fan of it. I, I will say that. I, I'm If I had to graded on a confidence rating basis from 1 to 10 i would probably go with a with a 6 on confidence rating which would not be very high pat thompson says i also got a ty touchdown man to me just a quick reminder about what we talked about last night to me that's what this game is about to me this game is about seeing how ty hilton does seeing how Nishong Wright does at outside corner. I think that he had a good game versus the Eagles, especially in the rewatch, especially when watching the All-22. Seeing how Tyron Smith does at right tackle, who, you know, is struggling a little bit. You don't want to overreact because he's adapting to a new position. That's to me what this game is about. But hey, had a similar thought when the Cowboys played the Texans, and that didn't, that didn't go as planned. Ladies and gentlemen, that will be it for me tonight. Mo, what would you say if we lose this game? This is toxic. If they lose this one trying, like they play everybody, if they don't sit back or anything crazy like that, which is not expected, but I'm just saying, I'm, I'm making that clarification. If they try to go and win this game and they lose it, it's not going to be a good look for Dallas. It really is not going to be a good look. Uh, good look. I don't know what I would say because I need to watch the game. I need to know how this hypothetical loss happened in the first place. Hopefully, that is not what we have to talk about when we see each other again on Sunday. Because, ladies and gentlemen, remember that primetime is live every Sunday through Thursday night. But tomorrow, you do get the game day coverage with Skywalker Steel with none other than jesse holly so make sure you tune in make sure you check them out and of course as always do me a favor and hit the thumbs up hit that like button share the stream if you are watching on facebook youtube or twitter let your friends know about prime time and as always remember that prime time is brought to you by 
our friends over at premiummazda.net. Check out the ride of the week, the 2023 Mazda CX-50 out. I will see you on Sunday. Disfruten su fin de semana. Adios. Nos vemos.